morning, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome. Welcome to Wednesday, the 20th day of October 2021. My name is Nick. Big J, everybody. Hello. How you doing, Big J? Good. Wonderful. Tuesday was good? Tuesday was good. Anything special <clears throat> or cool going on? Uh, just a DV dumbass. Played some uh, some Xbox. Some new... Did you actually watch it on DVD? Well, no, but I always call it that. Not really. You always call it streaming dumbass, but... No, I always call it DV dumbass. <laughs> All right. We're off to a fantastic start. I watched the start. damn movie. Uh, and so, what do you have to share for us on a Wednesday morning? Anything exciting planned for today? Uh, yeah. We, uh, we got, uh, some money to give away. That is for sure. 7.30 is when the X Double Dare shall continue. You'll have a chance to win up to $200 in cash. Here's the good news. Everybody that has played so far, at least on the morning after side of things, has walked away with money, which is what we want. Uh, nobody has tried to go for the $200 question yet with us, but you know what? It all depends on the category, man, as we've said a hundred times. And so you'll have a chance to do that. I'll give you a little bit of hint. The uh, The category today is music-based. Big nice. J will give you the exact category as we hit the 7 o'clock hour a little later on this morning so that you can prepare both mentally and physically for the three-question quiz that will be happening about 7.30 for your chance to gamble on yourself to go for up to $200 in serious cash courtesy of the X. We're happy to do that. We'll also have your chance to win some tickets to The Who. That show is tomorrow at the Rev Center. Don't forget that band's coming in for an X session, Corwin Ford and Coors Light Style. Tomorrow, right around noon, that's going to happen. We are very excited for that. Make sure you listen to The X and check it out on our Facebook page or YouTube pages. That's where you can see it live or stream it after the fact if you want to and see it all in action and, of course, listen to it as well. And then we have the Struts coming to town this weekend, Sunday. They will be in town at the Knitting Factory Concert House. We'll have your tickets to that over the course of the show today. And the Struts are definitely a morning after approved band, a band that uh, we saw at Rock on the Range one year that blew us away before anybody really knew who they were. And then later on that weekend, Big J, we shared a sandwich with them at the uh, Columbus Airport. <laughs> yes, we did. Yes. Nice and, dudes. Yes, they were very nice dudes. Uh, and so we encourage you to check them out this weekend. If you're looking for a show, you cannot go wrong. Plus, don't forget Monster Jam tickets, too. So, yeah, the giveaways are uh, pretty much omnipresent during the course of the show today. Uh, plus, we'll find some time for a movie review from Big J. Uh, he watched a movie called She Dies Tomorrow, which technically, I guess, would be She Dies Today. And or so she died yesterday. Perhaps. Depends on when you watch the movie, I suppose. And so we will see how that all worked out, and we play music on this show. Let's start things off with the Red Hot Chili Peppers. It's under the bridge here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J on the X Rocks. On The Morning After with Nick and Big J. In which important stuff is brought to you by the Advocates Injury Attorneys. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. We have been lucky enough to be on this radio station for 14 years. In those 14 years, we have worked with a lot of charities in our time here in the Treasure Valley. We certainly have the ones that are near and dear to our hearts, but one that we have worked with several times over the course of our history with the uh, morning show and with the radio station as a whole is the Idaho Food Bank, Big J. Had a bunch of Show Us Your Cans shows at the Knitting Factory. We have donated tens of thousands of pounds of food to the Idaho Food Bank. It does a lot of good things, and so it's always nice when we can give them a shout-out as their Meridian operation officially moved into a new, larger building 
that are going to help put more meals on the tables of people in need. They had the grand opening ceremony yesterday, uh, about a year after moving in, because they've been there for a while, but you know what? They haven't been able to celebrate it because there's a little thing called uh, coronavirus going around. And it also marked the end of the Food Bank's capital campaign. It's 102,000 square feet. It includes 10,000 square feet of freezer space, along with special unloading docks that will extend the life of perishable foods and produce. The new site also includes a bigger volunteer center and a teaching kitchen for programs like Cooking Matters for those in need that want to learn how to prepare healthier foods for themselves and their families. An estimated one in nine Idahoans and one in eight Idaho children dealt with some sort of food insecurity in the last year, which of course is much higher than normal. To learn more or to get assistance from the food bank, the website is always idahofoodbank.org which is great to come in handy. And if you want to donate it, you have a great new, fantastic new drop-off spot there too. So congratulations. Officially a year after they moved in, they've been able to celebrate and kind of cut the ribbon, if you will. So way to go to our friends over yeah. at the Idaho Food Bank. Good people. Baker Mayfield is hoping he can play tomorrow night. He's waiting for a second opinion. He definitely has a torn labrum in his left shoulder, but they told him last week that he may need season-ending surgery. And so he is trying to avoid that at all costs but he does admit that parts of his shoulder are frayed having looked at the x-ray which is never a good term to use when you're talking about an appendage yeah and so uh we will see what ends up happening if not baker mayfield it'll be case keenum for the rest of the way for the cleveland browns but uh it seems kind of interesting that we're still not sure if he's going to play tomorrow or be out for the entire season it's uh seems like a bad plan right right you would think that they'd have enough doctor connections they'd have this figured out by now but uh maybe they do and they're just not telling us and that cleveland browns is is like uh last year's 49ers team i mean decimated by injuries right now yes very true very true and have uh you know a little bit underperformed on the defensive side of the ball, too, which they're sitting at 3-3, three and three, and that hasn't helped. I mean, their secondary's beat up, but I'm not sure you can name anybody in their secondary anyway, you know? Yeah. But we'll see what ends up happening here as they head into a Thursday night football game tomorrow. 76ers have suspended Ben Simmons for one game due to contra- conduct detrimental to the team. That means he's not going to play in the team's first game of the season against the Pelicans tonight. Team did not release details about what happened, but that's why Twitter was invented, Big J. Apparently, he got kicked out of practice because he had his phone in his shorts and was looking at his phone while Doc Rivers was trying to coach him up. And, of course, he already didn't show up for all training camp, doesn't want to be there, demanded a trade, got fined $1.4 million for skipping training camp this year, and then uh, showed up to practice and had his phone in his shorts. So uh, that's what got him kicked out of practice, and that's why he's not playing uh, today, at least according to reports. Uh, that seems like it should be uh, that should end poorly for everybody involved. It usually in does. And uh, I, did you see the uh, the press conference yesterday that the 76ers had, uh, where they were talking about basically that players don't care that he's on the team. I mean, it's, well, it's Joel not, Embiid he, certainly doesn't care. No, Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons hate each other. Uh, that is uh, fairly clear. That's a person I don't want hating me. Is Joel Embiid? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I get it. I understand. But and uh, the, you know, I don't think Ben Simmons cares about much of anything these days. Uh, least well, of all, not anybody else. No, that's, that's for, for sure. sure. 
Uh, if you are interested in something called Being the Ricardos, you can check out a new trailer for it. Nicole Kidman and Javier Bardem are playing the real-life couple of Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz in the first teaser for the movie, which will be put out on Amazon Prime. Uh, of course, they kind of talk about how they got together in 1940, put together one of the most popular shows in television history, and then split 20 years later. Uh, but they do a pretty good job of making sure you don't see a lot of Nicole Kidman as Lucille Ball in this particular trailer. They've only got one real quick scene with her in it and uh, lots of Javier Bardem as Desi Arnaz, but not so much uh, Nicole Kidman as Lucille Ball. You're going to have to wait for the movie or at least another trailer to get another good look as far as that goes. But uh, people apparently are excited for it. So there's that. You can check it out online now. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. That is your Send Dude song of the day. That is Drowning Pool and Soldiers here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Yesterday, right around this time, for a little thing called Streaming Dumbass, Big J selected a movie to watch and review for you. That movie was called She Dies Tomorrow. It was on Hulu. Big J, how was it? Yeah, you know, I mean, it uh, it's an interesting movie, and it's got uh, some star power to a certain degree anyways. Uh, Michelle Rodriguez makes an, uh, an appearance in here, and uh, Kate Asselton, somebody we're familiar with. Yeah, from the league. Yeah, former uh, guest of the morning after, if I'm not mistaken. You are correct. Uh, and and really, what this movie is about, it's it's a very artistic movie. It's if you like art house avant garde kind of thing, this is probably something that you might really enjoy. Uh, and it's just uh, it takes us through uh, Amy's character, who she is. We open up. She's she's. It's a very close up of her eye, Nick. You'd probably love that because you love you love those sort of things. And um, she's she's kind of struggling. She just bought a house, and she is uh, a recovering alcoholic. And, you know, what we see play out in here is really a lot of mental health kind of situations. But she really believes that in, in the coming day she is going to uh, to die. And it's not like she has some sort of suicide death wish. She just has this weird feeling. And what ends up happening is she inter interacts with other people throughout the movie is that they, too, start to, start to get this feeling. Like, it's kind of like a virus. It starts to, uh, you know, go through everybody and a couple people even uh, start to, you know, have some issues with living. Let's put it that way. Uh, and it's it's interesting, but it's also it's very slow moving movie. And like I said, it's very artistic. So a lot of things are done, I think, in, in order to, um, you know, make it look super, I don't know. Arty, artsy, a lot of weird slow motion and things like that I, that uh, you, you get in those kind of movies. And ultimately, what I learned from this movie, the one thing I did learn from this movie, Nick, is that you can take the remains of somebody uh, and turn them into a leather jacket. You didn't know that already? No, I didn't know that. Silence I, of the I didn't, Lambs didn't yeah, teach you that? I guess not. And and that's something that she's very concerned with. She wants to know what's going to happen with her ashes. And she wants, uh, when she dies eventually, she wants something good of use to come from it. From her ashes? From her ashes, yeah. And uh, so that's, uh, it, it's just a weird kind of interesting tangent that happens throughout this movie. And uh, it just makes things weird. It was, it was, It's a weird movie, man. But is it good? No. I don't think it is. I, I didn't feel like it was my jam, and, you know, it's just, it's really slow moving. It's it's boring as hell. And in the end, it's one of the most frustrating kind of endings that, you know, that I hate. And it just uh, boggles my mind. It's how it keeps happening. Well, because sometimes people enjoy making up their own minds about things. 
and and so these uh, these endings that end sometimes where you're not sure uh, what's going to happen also leaves an open door for mayhaps a sequel, depending on how successful it is. There'll but also, be a sequel to this movie. Uh, no, you're probably right, but you never know what's going to hit and what's not. And so uh, the open-ended endings sometimes uh, where you're not sure if it's real or if it's fake or what happened or what didn't happen, uh, that kind of makes you use your brain a little it, it bit. It makes me want to throw my remote at the TV. Do you not like Inception? I can't remember. Uh, no, ultimately, I mean... Because that's like, yes that's like the, no. that to me yes, is I, the most like ending, egregious ending like that. You're, you're absolutely right. Uh, but there's so many cool things in that movie, but... Yeah, I, I, there was a time, a period, a period in time uh, in my life when I was, I was really interested and in, into those subtle nuances of movie making and storytelling and how uh, it, it makes you, you know, intellectualize things. And and at some point, I left that behind, and now I'm not as quite into that. You sort just of want stuff. somebody to hold your hand. The whole story. Uh, yeah, uh, hold my hand, or at least blow something up. Uh, and, and that is definitely not what you're getting any of that in this movie. And so uh, at the same time, yeah, I want a conclusion of some sort at the end. And uh, when I, what I feel like also at the end is what I, I feel like my intelligence has been insulted. Uh, that also ang- aggravates me, and, and that was, to some degree, the end of this movie. So. I can understand that, how that can be frustrating. Sometimes they, they make those endings uh, just because they can, and sometimes that can be very, very uh, ridiculous as well. So, yes, listen, not every one of those endings is a good one, but it certainly doesn't... To me, I feel like sometimes you discount movies just because they end that way, and uh, that can be a detriment to the, the film because sometimes it, it is a cool ending, and other times it's not. But yeah, the, the pro- I, I can understand what you're saying And here. the problem here is it was really predictable. So you could see what was going to happen, and, and that's probably why uh, I got upset at the end. And, and I'm like, yeah, no, I, I like leather jacket talk, but this is ridiculous. You liked the fact that they were talking about turning human skin. Well, it was at least the most interesting thing to me about the movie. So, Uh, not approved. It's not Big J approved. There you have it. So, uh, don't waste your time on She Dies Tomorrow. Uh, There are other movies that you can watch. Uh, You didn't enjoy the the filmmaking style? You know, yeah, but it's just. Here's the thing is that in some cases like this, um, those things fit the movie and 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 but in this case in this particular movie it felt like really forced like it it was a forced situation to make the movie look better than it was okay that's fine so so uh there you have it uh she dies tomorrow is a straight up miss getting ready for horror week next week on streaming dumbass so prepare yourself Jay. Important stuff brought to you by the advocates injury attorneys you didn't deserve to be in an accident but you do deserve an advocate Make sure you check them out if you need their help. Might be harder to do your holiday shopping this year, dude. Experts working in consumer industries say that new efforts to ease supply chain snarls may have come too late. The Toy Association, which is a trade organization for the toy industry, says the newly announced initiatives will help marginally, but not a full solution in any way. Last week, the Port of Los Angeles announced they're going to be going 24-7 with operations and dock workers will be taking on more shifts in an effort to help the struggling supply chain. Experts say toy companies now will have to pay a premium to get their goods in a shipping container and big toy companies that ship year-round will have an advantage over, you know, smaller toy companies that don't ship goods all year. They say due to this, the selection will have some gaps for holiday shopping. And that efforts to unclog the supply chain ahead of the holiday season would have been better off starting, I don't know, three to four months ago. But here we are. And so it may be difficult. So a reminder again, 
probably a good idea to get that Christmas shopping done early if you can. If you got, you know, small kids that you want to make sure they have a decent selection of toys under the tree this year. Or you have a lot of people on your list. You're not going to be able to last minute it, you know, movie style where you're running out on Christmas Eve trying to find something because things are probably going to be picked over by then. Yep. So heads up. A.J. Brown of the Tennessee Titans had a good game on Monday night against the Buffalo Bills. He had seven catches for 91 yards, but that number is even more impressive when you consider that Brown had food poisoning. He lost eight pounds in 24 hours because he just couldn't stop going to the bathroom, dude. It was an epidemic uh, over the weekend for some uh, players. Oh, really? Yeah. Who else had it? Uh, Let's see. It was whoever. uh, I'm trying to think who played uh, the Detroit Lions. The, the Bengals. The Bengals. One of the players got, got food poisoning from uh, M&M's restaurant, Mama's Spaghetti. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, A.J. He Brown. He called them out on Twitter, too. A.J. Brown called out Chipotle on Twitter for this. He said, I'm sorry, Chipotle. He probably won't get an endorsement with them, but uh, he blames them for his uh, bout of diarrhea. His teammate, Derrick Henry, who had a huge game, said that during the game, quote, we just wanted to make sure that there was enough toilet paper in the locker room for A.J. Brown. Uh, but it ended up working out okay for everybody. He's all right. But I guess that means you can That's play. That's got to be, like, the worst thing possible as a football player. I'm not sure that's the worst thing Especially when you wear white pants. Yeah, no, listen, but, you know, it, it certainly is embarrassing if you have to go to the bathroom, but it's not like, you know, you can help it. Your body is telling you oh, yeah. something is no. wrong and it's rejecting something. Most of us would be like, yeah, I'm going to call in sick. You can't really do that. Right. Exactly. You have uh, one day of work a week that you have to go out and do something. They were already kind of depleted on the uh, wide receiver side of things. So he had no choice. And he went out there and got the job His done. So congratulations. Congratulations. Big J, Harry Styles is coming into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Big J. After being cast in Olivia Wilde's film Don't Worry Darling, he, of course, had showed up in, uh, you know, the uh, a whole bunch of movies before that, and now he is, I guess, getting serious about acting. He reportedly will be coming up in the new Marvel film Eternals as Thanos' brother Eros, who is basically a man whore, and uh, he is making that particular debut into a Marvel character. Not a huge character in the Marvel world, but who knows what they're going to do in the MCU. You know, Eros. We, we don't really have a big bad right now, so I don't know if that means Harry Styles is going to be the big bad guy. I doubt it, but you never know. He's going to screw his way to the top. Yeah, that's the idea. Uh, excited about Eternals, or are you lukewarm? Um, yeah, lukewarm, but, you know, I'm always ready to be, you know, excited at the time. <laughs> what? Well, you know, I mean, I, I, can, I can get into it rather quickly. All right. Uh, listen, I'm telling you right now, uh, I don't know when you can do it, but you're going to have to see Shane Chi before you. I know, I know. Okay. Hopefully, maybe this weekend, I'll get in and check it out. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. Make it happen. Here's traffic. All right, kids, you want to win some money? The X-Rock Double Dare is coming up in about 20 minutes or so. Your chance to win up to $200. It all depends on your knowledge of this particular category, Big J, which is what? Uh, Oh, let me uh, look that up real quick. Take your time. 90s rock music that rocks. There you go. Rocks. You're going to have to know your 90s music in order to pull this off today. We wish you the best of luck. 
That's going to be coming up here in a few. But first, we have to check the TDS Fiber Traffic Center. It's brought to you by the Idaho Lottery. What's up out there, CB? The X rocks. Yes, it feels good. Yesterday, we gave away $100. Uh, Jason Drew's uh, contestant just uh, kind of couldn't get that $200 question right. Uh, And so ended up losing it all. And then Adam gave away $100 yesterday as well. But it is somebody else's turn this morning to try to win up to $200. It all depends on how confident they are in the topic. And it is a very nice morning to welcome Chris onto the show. Chris, congratulations for being Caller X. How are you doing on this Wednesday, man? Oh, not too bad. How are you guys doing? We're hanging in there, brother. We would like you to win $200. That is our goal. Of course, it all depends on your knowledge of what topic, Big J. 90s rock music that rocks. Uh, how confident are do you feel in this particular topic there, Chris? Uh, we'll see how it goes. It All right. just depends on how I'm feeling this week, this morning. I love it very much. <laughs> I love it. Uh, not too confident. I, I believe cautiously optimistic is a good way to look at things. So, I'm not. Yeah, why not? <laughs> your big chain doesn't have much confidence in you, Chris. I feel like this first question is difficult. Okay. Well, uh, so. it's a $50 question. It's supposed to be the easiest of the bunch, but the idiot that puts this together doesn't always know all that stuff. Yeah, so. what an idiot. We'll see how it works. Good luck, Chris. Here's your $50 question. Pantera had a good run in the 90s. What is Dimebag Daryl's last name? Oh, my goodness. Same name as Vinnie Paul, of course. Not Paul, but Vinnie Paul's real name. Oh, geez, I can't think of it right now. Big J was right. It was a hard question right off the gap. Wow. Any guesses, Um, Chris? Is it Williams? No, Williams. it's not Williams. It is not Williams. But uh, okay. we certainly appreciate you listening, Chris. Uh, sorry we couldn't give you any money today. But don't worry, you have plenty more opportunities to try and give it a go here over the course of the Double Dare, which will happen again at 12.30 and at 5.30. The correct answer is what, Big J? Is Abbott. Right. But I think Bank, if you flipped it around and said Daryl Abbott is known as who... Maybe you would have gotten Dimebag, but maybe. that's a tough one. I don't know if a lot of people know his last name. Uh, well, now they do, and may- and maybe they'll remember it for the rest and of their Vinnie lives. And Vinnie Paul Abbott. There you go. The yes. Abbott brothers. The Abbott brothers were the members of Pantera, that is for sure. So we didn't get a chance to give away any money today. That's going to happen from time to time. But don't worry, 12.30 today with Jason Drew, and then 5.30 today with Adam, your next chance to play the X-Rock Double Dare. We're going to go to hell. That's coming up here next on the X-Rock. Rob, <laughs> Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. We are going across the pond for today's We're Going to Hell story, Big J. Oh, hello. Over to Britain. Cheerio. And uh, we're basically going to tell you, I don't think that Xander Sampson's okay. Oh, no. Uh, Xander Sampson is a a nurse that used to work for the National Health Service over there in Britain. And I say used to because she lost her job. But it is the way in which that she lost her job that makes the story interesting. Oh, boy. Because it involves a court case and everything. Oh. So let's take you back to about three months ago. She was working just fine at the NHS. And then she started suffering from gastrointestinal disturbances, Big J. You know what that means? I'm going to say... Diarrhea? No. Disturbance? Like she's swallowing something? Huh? No. I don't know. I don't know. She was farting at work. Wow. Passing gas. 
gastrointestinal disturbances. Happens to me all the time. Believe me. I know. But uh, it was happening a little bit more than she would like to believe. Like, she was going to work, and next thing you know, she would just get the farts, you know? And uh, and her other co-workers were noticing. We're like, listen, man, every time Xander comes around here, I mean, she is just crop dusting this place. What is going on? <laughs> and so finally, her boss had to sit her down and have a conversation with her and go, listen, Xander, I don't know if we got to talk about your diet or what, but, like, there's just a, a few complaints from some co-workers that you happen to be passing gas, and they're hearing it, and you're doing it in front of patients, and it's just not okay. And that's when Xandra hit her boss with her theory. And that was, you know what? It's funny you bring this up. I was thinking the same thing. I don't know what's going on, but somebody around here has hypnotized me and is making me fart on the job. And the boss is like, what? What? And she's like, no, seriously, there's low frequency sounds that I sometimes hear when I'm at work that I just can't help but fart when I hear them. And so this is why it's happening. Plausible, and, yes. And, Okay. And the boss is like, uh, uh, I don't know what to do with this information that you are giving me. You think that somebody here at work has hypnotized you so that when you hear sounds, you then pass gas. And she's like, you got it. You nailed it, dude. And he's like, well, listen, uh, here's the deal. Okay. Um, I'm going to need you to stop that. Do whatever you can to do it. If you can't break the quote-unquote hypnosis on your own, you're going to have to see a psychiatrist so that we can figure out what's going on here. And Xander's like, I'll try to figure it out. So three months pass, Big J, and she's still farting like crazy. Uh, so then her boss sees her again and says, listen, uh, whatever you've done to try to break this hypnosis that you say is happening isn't working. How about that psychologist that might be able to, you know, figure out if you're just, you know, a little bit messed up in the head? And she refused to see the psychiatrist. And so after that and continued months of farting, she was let go of her job for refusing to basically do what her boss had asked insubordination and all sorts of other things came her way uh so she decided to sue big j wrongful termination was the lawsuit uh she basically presented her case about being hypnotized at work and hypnotized into farting and uh had no medical back uh, diagnosis to back it up uh, a bunch of people that said it wasn't possible to hypnotize you into farting and that low frequency sounds no matter what don't really cause farting and so her lawsuit was thrown out of court big j uh, and basically, we have ourselves the first ever nurse fired for farting too much on the job. But you seem to believe her story. Well, I mean, you know, I think she if she had hired some, some experts of her own in the court trial, she may have come out uh, ahead. Well, the problem was she couldn't find any experts that actually agreed with her story. Yeah, she didn't have enough money to find experts. Oh, you're right. I'm sure there's probably some people that aren't exactly uh, up on their ethics that would be happy Clearly to take their money. somebody had it out for this lady and wanted her gone from this workplace. Uh, or maybe she just couldn't stop farting. I mean, I'm not sure it's so much was somebody that wanted her gone as she maybe had some issues going on and uh, couldn't quite see or want to seek the help that either, she needed. Either way, this is a clear uh, case of uh, workplace bullying. Bullied this poor fart lady right out. Fired her. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of... I can't imagine how much she had to be farting for the people. I mean, to have that immediate response and be like, you know what, I've been hypnotized uh, to fart. I mean, <laughs> that's 
great work. Like, did she come up with that right there on the spot, or had she been working that out? I don't know. I don't know if she literally believed it or that was something she came to on the the fly. I'm not sure. Either way. Uh, Gotta respect that game, though. Yeah, Man. well, it didn't work out for her. So, I mean, I don't know. Uh, she is looking for a job. And she says she still has the fart problems. Uh, so there's that. She needs to have a look into the low-frequency sounds in her house. Exactly. In her flat. Or apparently everywhere. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by the Advocates Injury Attorneys. You didn't deserve to be in an accident. But I tell you what you do deserve. An, ac- an advocate. I'll tell you that right now. It's about time you get one. I'll tell you that. Check it out for yourself. Okay. Big J, you ever considered maybe uh, one of your favorite games that you enjoy playing, doing it in real life? No. It's too bad, because there's opportunities right now for you to do so. Wait, oh, oh, are you, oh, you're, are, what are you, which game are you talking about? American Truck Simulator. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm sorry. Uh, if you've ever yeah. considered driving a truck for a living, you are in luck. The industry needs about 80,000 new drivers right now, and they need them, like, right now, like, as I'm talking. The shortage of drivers is one of the big reasons behind the supply chain breakdown, and it's creating shortages in some goods across the U.S., across the country. Truck drivers move about 71% of goods that are delivered to American consumers and businesses. They are an important part of our, uh, basically, our infrastructure, our economy, and our willingness to get goods and services. So we need them. And so uh, I think you might have to improve your driving skills a little bit. But did you ever think about getting, like, a CDL or something like that? Yeah. How come No. Because I done it. started working in radio. Well, it doesn't mean you it's can't do like it still. not like a part-time job. No, no, no. I, I'm not saying how come you didn't quit in order to become a truck driver. I'm saying, you know, you can do your CDL and get your CDL for other things. And, you know, have some fun. Maybe start your own Big J trucking company. Yeah, I, I, well, I don't have the money to start my own trucking company. And well, stop I'm not sure cheese. anybody goes and gets their CDL for fun. Okay. <laughs> no, maybe you're right. Anybody who's right now working for a living with a CDL is thinking, what the hell are you talking about? Well, that being said, I don't think a lot of people also, you know, mess around with American Truck Simulator without having some sort of at least interest or background in it. Right? Well, I would say I do. I know you do. I'm just saying I was if you very have... close. I mean, if it, was, if it wasn't doing radio, I would have gone on to be a truck driver. There you go. Well, now we need your help, I guess, is what I'm saying. It's a call to action. How can I help? (laughs) I just told you how you can help. You don't want to help, I guess, is what it boils down to. You want me to quit my job and go become a truck driver? I I do not want you to quit your job. I'm just saying that they are looking for truck drivers. And so now would be the opportunity if you ever wanted to make make money. You can make a ton of money driving truck. You you don't have to have people messing with you. Of course, these days with technology, it's probably not as, uh, I guess, stress-free. But also, I'm guessing every that, that these these 80,000 jobs that are available aren't necessarily all guaranteed to be full-time. If you wanted to make a run or two on the weekend, I don't think anybody would tell you no. I don't think that's going to be the case, but... Well, I'm just... I'm saying if they need help... Listen, hey, you know what? Uh, I would like to just work a couple days out of the week. Thanks. Yeah. That's it happens all the time in pretty much every industry. You don't think there's part-time sure workers in, in the truck there truck There are, industry? but certainly not long-haul truck drivers. No. Well, I mean, there would be not every That's, job of this is long-haul. I'd say the majority of it is, though. 
Sure, but the, I'm just telling you there's options out there. All I'm saying is if you want your dreams to come true, there's a chance. Baker Mayfield is either going to play tomorrow night or he's going to be out for the season. We're still waiting to see what's going on. Uh, doctors have tried to figure this out. He's gotten a second opinion. He's already gotten one doctor telling him he needs to shut it down and get his shoulder surgically repaired. He's waiting for a second opinion to see if that's the case, but he does know that his left shoulder is a full-on mess, and he aggravated it again last week in the loss to Arizona. So we'll see what ends up happening. Baker Mayfield, however, may be done for the year. New York Yankees have ended speculation about the job security of Aaron Boone. He is coming back to the Bronx. In fact, uh, the team is apparently going to sign him to a three-year contract extension, so he's not going to go anywhere. Smart. Aaron Boone's <laughs> going to stick around in a Yankees uniform for a while. Good job, Yankees. The sequel is coming, and it only took 40 years. Mel Brooks, yes, the 95-year-old Mel Brooks, has signed a deal with Hulu to create an eight-part series called History of the World Part Two. According to Variety, it is pitched as a sequel of sorts to his movie History of the World Part 1, which covered the dawn of man to the French Revolution. Apparently, uh, the uh, series format makes a little bit more sense for Brooks because, you know, the movie was kind of like a vignette-style treatment of history. So we'll see what ends up happening, but he's also working with some creative uh, people, including uh, Nick Kroll, former guest in the morning after, Wanda Sykes couple of the bigger names attached to this series as well as producers and writers so they're gonna have some fun did you ever watch the first movie i don't remember ever Is, watching that no you remember the line uh, it's good to be the king mm, none of that stuff no. rings a bell all right then you definitely didn't see it harvey corman's in it uh it's terrific it's a fantastic mel brooks film uh back when mel brooks was pumping out pretty you know iconic films every Listen, couple of we'd years we'd rather have space balls too thank you I don't know, man. If you're, well, you would certainly rather have that. But I, I think, uh, you know, history of the world and having a little bit of fun with it, it lends itself a little bit more to a honest-to-goodness series than Spaceballs would. Plus, let's be honest, dude, Spaceballs isn't going to be the same without John Candy and Joan Rivers, both of which have passed on and were huge parts of that particular movie. Morning After with Nick and Big J, there's your important stuff. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Tomorrow night at the Rev Center, you can check out a band called The Who. They're from Mongolia, man, and uh, they put on an amazing show. So I'm told, can't wait for this. Plus, we will have them in studio for a live X session at noon tomorrow. So uh, you can check that out on Facebook. If you don't get a chance to go to the show, it would be at least something uh, to uh, to watch. And uh, all this can be yours if you can beat me in Pop Culture Smackdown. These are our last pair of Who tickets, too. So if you want to go tomorrow, this will be your last chance to win them from us. 208-287-1003. That's our phone number if you'd like to play some Pop Culture Smackdown. Good luck to everybody involved, including you, Big J. Let's see what happens today. Hello, the X. Hey, good morning. Good morning, man. What's your name? Michael. Michael, you're up first. Which of the following Harry Potter movies was the first installment in the Harry Potter film series? The Chamber of Secrets, Prisoner of Azkaban, or The Philosopher's Stone? Philosopher's Stone. That is correct. Right. Big J, who directed the 1986 Best Picture winner, uh, Platoon? Oliver Stone. That is correct. Right. Back to you, Michael. What well-known Star Wars villain is voiced by James Earl Jones? Darth Vader. Right. Correct. Big J, what Stephen King film is about a girl who develops a special power and a secret government agency that wants to control her? Stephen King. Yep. Made a movie about it and everything. Oh, man. Um, 
Uh, I do Daryl. Not wrong. Daryl's not a girl. I know, I know, but I literally have no idea. Uh, and I'll probably kick myself when you tell what me. What have I is. said? The movie starred the young Drew Barrymore. Oh, Firestarter. Right. Firestarter. Had a prodigy. I song actually too. don't think I've ever watched that movie. Really? Or if I did, I was really young and forgot all about it. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not exactly a hugely memorable movie. All you can probably remember about it is Drew Barrymore starting fires to their mind. Exactly. And uh, there was a secret government agency that wants to control her and that power, which essentially was the question. Michael, congratulations. You got yourself all set up and ready to go. What, what was the question? For the who at uh, the Rev Center tomorrow night. Congrats, sir. Hang on one second. We'll get some information from you. And we will do some headlines. Those are happening next on the x Rock. <laughs> With Nick and Big J. Headlines are as follows, sir. No good. Anything can happen. And revenge is a dish best served fried. Uh, anything can happen. On live TV, you know this, my friend. And KREM is a local news station in Spokane, Washington, bringing you all the news you need on the rock band REM. And it aired a pornographic clip during Sunday's 6 p.m. broadcast on Accident, Big J. Whoops. Meteorologist Michelle Boss was giving a weather update when the clip was shown over her right shoulder. The clip aired for about 13 seconds and appeared to show uh, pretty much a naked woman's backside. Adweek reports that KREM apologized for the incident and later that evening on its 11 p.m. broadcast. The Spokane Police Department has confirmed that it's investigating the incident. So far, nobody has been blamed for airing the clip, but... I mean, I'm not sure what they can actually do other than whoever was running the board back in the production side of things and accidentally made that happen, right? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, that's not... I don't know if that's accidental. I mean... No, it could have been like a prank that somebody was pulling or something like that and it ended up going over bad, the air. It's a bad prank, man. Or something like that, but it's not like a hacking situation. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you're going to hack over a TV signal, you're going to take over the whole thing, not just the background of whatever's over the shoulder of the meteorologist. That's something in-house. Yeah. So, I don't know what they plan on doing, but I'm guessing some the 18 people that still watch the 6 p.m. local news ended up getting a bit of a thrill in Spokane, Washington over the weekend. No good or reven- revenge is a dish best served fried? Revenge is a best dish served fried. Close enough. An Indonesian woman lost patience with her lazy husband, so she got back at him by frying up a plate of his favorite fish. Apparently, the woman kept asking her husband to clean out their aquarium, which houses some prized exotic fish. An Asian arowana fish, to be exact, that can be worth into the thousands of dollars. But despite continually promising to clean out the fish tank, her husband never did. So what does she do, Big J? Pulled out the pricey swimmer out of the tank, scaled it fried it up and served it to him for dinner on a dish. Jesus. Then he ate it and then she posted the video to TikTok. That's messed up. Apparently her husband has forgiven her and all is good over there in Indonesia. But seems fairly cruel to take it out on this innocent fish. Yes? God, yeah. I mean, go to hell. Well, listen. uh, I, I, I guess there's a fine line between You know, it's the difference between, I guess, a fish and a dog. You know, people fish on the regular and eat fish on the regular. But it still seems fairly cruel to do this to a pet. I guess that's where the cruelty comes in. Yeah, yes. Because, you know, and it's thousands of dollars. That doesn't help either. But also take care of your pets. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying she doesn't have a point. I'm saying the the way she went about teaching this dude a lesson uh, is fairly cruel to somebody that wasn't involved in the story whatsoever except for a fish minding its own damn business. 
doing yeah. fish things. Whatever that fish does in that aquarium. Swim around. But that ain't cool. Don't do that. And certainly, God, don't stop posting things like this to TikTok and social media, period. Don't. Nobody wants to be famous for being a, a, an awful person. But yet we continue to do this stuff on the regular. It's very Some people might, I insane guess. insane to me. Wrap it up with no good. Don't you hate a Big Jam when you open up a bag of chips and find mostly air and just a handful of chips? Yeah. Imagine how Dr. David Boyce felt, a psychics teacher, a physics teacher, excuse me, in England, recently opening up a small bag of kettle chips and was shocked to find a whole potato inside, not a single chip. It was like one of those snack bags, and he went looking around for a, some chips and he found a potato. It appeared to be battered and fried, like something that just wasn't like cut through. So that left Boyce feeling confused. He put it out in a tweet and said, my mind was completely blank. At first I was like, how is this even here? And then I thought, what a champion. This guy's a little survivor. The little potato that refused to be a crisp, which is what they call chips over there in England, Big Hello. Boyce says he still has the potato, hasn't decided what to do with it yet. He also says he was contacted by the company Kettle Chips, but they haven't even offered him a new bag of chips yet. What the hell's the deal? They probably don't believe him. Yeah, probably. And I'll tell you why, because I don't believe him either. Oh my goodness. And I just saw, like, uh, some people doing practical jokes. I don't think it was on TikTok, uh, where they'd go to fast food restaurants and they would order French fries and they would come back and they would hand them a potato and say, this is what I got. Oh, okay. So it's an ongoing social media BS thing It again. could be, yeah. Nothing is real. A reminder, everybody. Everything you see is staged We're and real. Fake. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Let's take a look at your traffic. Real as David you know that's a character from a movie, right? Yeah. What's the line from the movie? I know. Asking Alexandria alone again here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. The time has come for us to give away some tickets to what, Big J? Monster Jam! The big show is happening on Friday at 7 p.m. These are a pair of tickets to that guaranteed. Plus, you're qualified for the grand prize, which we're going to give away tomorrow, which is a family four-pack of pit party passes to Saturday afternoon which is pretty awesome where you're up close and personal you can meet some of the drivers take some pictures right next to the monster trucks it's a really cool experience but if you want to get in on this action now would be the time to get on the phone 208-287-1003 and play a little game called truck or no truck I've got three names of trucks some of them are real some of them are fake only you need to get two of them right in order to win the prize. Let's go to the phones. Hello, the X. Hello. What's up, man? What's your name? Thomas. All right, Thomas, you're up first. I'm going to give you the name of a possible Monster Jam truck. You have to let me know if it's real or fake, okay? All right. First truck name is Lil Devil. Lil Devil. Is that real or is that fake? Uh, real truck. That is correct. Right. It is a real truck. Good job. Next truck, Lil Debbie. Is that a real truck or a fake truck? Uh, fake truck. That is correct. Right. You win. Two real. in a row is all you need. <laughs> Lil Devil is real. Lil Debbie is a snake cake company. Snack cake company. Not a snake cake company. I love hearing you try to say the word Lil. 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 Well, how do you recommend saying it? No, there is no good way to say that. <laughs> That's right. It is hard. But they are L-I-L. There is, it's not Little Devil, it's Lil Devil. Lil. Lil Devil, Lil Debbie, and we've got more Lil names tomorrow, because I only needed to use two today. 
So congratulations to you, Thomas. You're officially in the running for that grand prize, and you definitely have tickets to Friday night's Monster Jam show. More Truck or No Truck tomorrow. Your bad impressions next on the X Rocks. 100.3, the X. Yes, indeed. And we have some tickets here coming in the 24th of October to the Knitting Factory is the Struts, uh, the Strange Days Tour. Something you don't want to miss. We'll get you set up with these if you can figure out bad impressions. Show is Sunday. You got to pick up these tickets in the next couple of days. But if you want to check out the Struts, which you will not be sorry you saw in person, then this is an opportunity for you to play bad impressions. 208 287 1003. That's the phone number. Big Jane's got three clues. They all revolve around somebody that is pretty famous. If you can figure out who that famous person is based on solely those clues, congratulations. Concert time for you this weekend on us. Hello, The X. Hey, how you doing? We're good, buddy. What's your name? James. All right, James, you're up first. Good luck. Before Emmett Burkowski or Peter Quill or Owen Grady, there was Andy Dwyer. Uh, next one. I'm Star-Lord, man. Chris Pratt. There you go. Bam. Good job. Hang on just one second there, my friend. We'll hook you up with those struts tickets. What was clue three? Arnold is my father-in-law. It's pretty cool, actually. And why is Chris Pratt in the news? Well, Chris Pratt is uh, getting ready to, uh, they're they're beginning to film Guardians of the Galaxy 3, Nick. And uh, Chris Pratt uh, mentioned this. He did a little video on uh, Instagram uh, there yesterday. Plus, he's going to be on a... uh, Man, things just disappear when I want to talk about them the most. He's going to be on an episode of um, Conan O'Brien's podcast uh, with Rob Lowe talking about uh, some of Andy Dwyer's, uh, you know, more uh, fun moments there on Parks and Recreations. The Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend one? Yes. Oh, interesting. I don't think yes. he's ever had two guests on at the same time before. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Well, good for him. And he's staying busy. That, of course, is the truth. And uh, I know I saw James Gunn talking about uh, Guardians of the Galaxy because everybody was freaking out about all those Marvel dates being moved. But uh, James insisted that uh, nothing has changed with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Yeah, and he's got uh, the lamb chops back. Who does? Uh, Chris Pratt. Beautiful. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your bad impressions. We wrap up the show here next on the X-Rock. Pop Evil and Survivor there on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. That's how we're going to wrap up this particular Wednesday show. Hey, thank you for getting up early and hanging out with us. We certainly do appreciate that. Over the course of the show today, we learned that She Dies Tomorrow, according to Big J, is not a very good movie at all. It was not approved by him. He did not believe it was good, but he did, however, believe that you can be hypnotized into farting every time you hear low-frequency sounds. Yeah. And despite a woman getting fired for that... Uh, it seems like he was on Team Xander, which is pretty interesting. And we also had a chance to give away some tickets to Struts and Who. We'll continue that tomorrow, at least Struts-wise. Uh, but we did not give away any money. Failure to get the first question right today on the X-Rock Double Dare meant somebody walked away empty-handed. I don't like that. Hopefully somebody will have some more chances to win money today at 12.30 and 5.30 with Jason, Drew, and Adam in the X-Rock Double Dare. And we will try again tomorrow to get some money in your hands at 7.30. So please tune in for that. That leaves you with the floor, Big J. Uh, Nick, what would it take to convince you to spend the night in a truly haunted house if it was really haunted? Well, I mean, I guess I would have to believe in things that are that are that are no, haunted yeah, first. Yeah, that's a given. Uh, so if I believe that, it would probably be a lot of money, only because I would be uh, scared out of my mind. How much? Uh, I don't know. I would say uh, if I legitimately believed it, it would probably have to be at least five figures. 
Wow, yeah. Uh, 56% of people uh, would settle for 10 grand. Well, that's five figures. Yeah. So there you go. How much for you? You wouldn't do it, you said. I believe I've asked you this before. No, right? And you said you wouldn't. I, I don't remember that. Or it, you, you said something absorbent at like $10 million or something crazy. Yeah, uh, 14% of people say it would, they would need a cool million bucks. A million dollars. Yeah. Uh, what if you didn't believe in haunted things? Would you just do it for free? No. Why would you do that? <laughs> Why would you spend any night anywhere well, for Well, you know, people are willing to give out money for me to stay there. <laughs> I might as well take them uh, Yeah, it. well, I'm not sure anybody's paying anybody to stay in a haunted place right now. But certainly not millions of dollars or tens of thousands of dollars. That's for sure. Maybe one day. But uh, And then you'd have to uh, put it on your TikTok, buddy. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Next set of X-Rock brought to you by Team Mazda. If you need a car loan do-over, check out the I pre-check button at GoTeamMazda.com. It is a website you hear about all the time here on the X. You should check it out for yourself. GoTeamMazda.com. That's it for us. Jason Drew's coming in next. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Have a good one. It's the X-Rocks. Oh.